0: From Andres Bergen, the acclaimed creator of the popular graphic novel *Bullet Gal*, comes the retelling of the classic *Tristan and his old. Tristan Holt turns things on its head and places our heroes in a 70s pulp world. Queenie rules with an iron fist, and when two of her best men are killed, it's up to her niece Trista to find out what happened. *Tristan Holt* by Andres Bergen, available online at If Comics. That's If question mark c-o-m-m-i-x issues also available at dollardownloads.com
1: hey greetings good groovers earth people 14 viewers out
2: there in the darkness welcome to canned air rangers this
3: is ordo it's time for another episode of the canned air podcast I am the terror that flaps in the night. I am the bug that splatters across
0: the windshield of crime. I am Darkwing Duck, and I'm listening to the Candare Podcast. How about you? Whoa, dude, it's Michelangelo here from the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, the original one. Yeah, and you are listening to Candare Podcast. Uh, it happens to be a tribute to comics and pop culture like yours truly. Cowabunga!
3: This is Lord and are listening to the Canned Air
0: Podcast. What a, 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 what 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 Well, hello out there, everybody. This is Winnie the Pooh. And Tigger, too. And uh, also some guy named Jim Cummings. You're not going to believe this, but you are listening to the Canned Air Podcast. Good job. Keep it up. You're listening to the Canned Air Podcast. Your sidekick in the quest for knowledge, power, and entertainment. So strap yourselves in and prepare for victory!
4: Hello, everyone, and welcome to the 100th episode of Candare. I am Jeremy Colley, and I'm Jack Doherty, and we are going to be spending this episode looking back on the past 100, uh, the 100 episodes that got us to where we are mm-hmm. today.
5: Minus think- the first seven.
4: <laughs> well, no, thirteen. I took the first thirteen <laughs> oh, right, down yeah. off the internet because they're
1: <laughs> they're bad. But yeah. <laughs> never to I, speak up again. What's that? Never to speak of again. <laughs> what, what was that guest I haven't introduced yet?
6: Oh yeah. Oh, crap.
4: <laughs> well, I'll just go ahead and introduce everybody really quick. <laughs> Joining us all the way from California, we have Jeff Holcomb. Hey, hey. welcome back, Jeffrey. Feel like I'm there. <laughs> <laughs> doesn't sound like yeah. you're here, but it feels like you're here. And joining thank us today from 7robots.com, we have Miguel Guerra and Susie Diaz. Thanks so much for being with us, guys.
7: Thank you for having thank us. Thank you for having us, yeah. And congrats. Oh, yes. well,
4: thank you so much. You guys uh, were kind enough in our very early episodes to let us uh, look over a few of your books, Super them, Corporate yeah. Heroes and uh, the Earth Dream Anthology. Mm-hmm. So thank you for helping us uh, get on our feet.
7: Well, thank you for reading it. Yeah, thanks. <laughs> thanks for reading it. Yeah. It's all reciprocal.
2: Yes.
4: It was awesome. Wait. It was awesome. And, hey, they're free. Yeah. But we'll That's get in, we'll get into that a little bit later. Uh, we're going to be talking about Superman this week in the Retro Roundtable. And throughout the episode, we're going to be uh, looking back on what we've done over the past 100 episodes. We have a tweet out. If anyone out there is uh, thinking of any favorite moments or anything, they can uh, hit us up, and we'll mention it on the show. Of course, by the time anyone's hearing this, it's already gone. But... <laughs> Don't send anything in now. I guess <laughs> yeah. you could. But... It's too late now <laughs> if you're hearing this. But if you're on Twitter... Anyway, let's just get right into it with this week's special roundtable. And here
6: we go. <laughs> no! <I'll be> <laughs>
4: Alright, so. Like I said, we're going to be talking about Superman, and the reason I was thinking Superman is, though he's not the first uh, superhero that there has ever been, he's really the first hero that's paved the way for the, the genre we know today, mm-hmm. as far as superheroes are concerned. Would you guys not agree? I would I agree. agree.
5: I would agree. Yeah. yeah. The only one that kept going, I think, pretty much. <laughs> yeah.
4: yeah. Well, yeah, the Phantom and Dick Tracy and all those kind of faded away. Or did they?
7: Because They had suits on and he had underwear.
6: There. Yeah, that whole wrestling
7: I think that might be the key.
4: It's the wrestling outfit. Maybe. Or maybe it was sex
5: appeal. That's <laughs> Man of steel, Great. underwear on the outside's hot.
7: That's
6: right. Maybe
5: I'll try that I at work tomorrow. That. What do you think, ladies? <laughs>
4: <laughs> All right, so Superman. I don't even know where to start. We have the comics, the movies, cartoons, video games. We shall not speak of video games. I think so much. Yeah, video games has not been—they uh, have not been kind as of Superman in hmm. the franchise, have they?
5: Movies have and haven't. The I enjoyed the last few, but a lot of people didn't. But the first what five? The original ones.
7: Five. <laughs> it's like Rocky. The first yeah, five.
5: In it.
4: <laughs> yeah. When they
7: hit twenty-seven, it was a little
4: rough. Yeah. Isn't there a new uh, Rocky coming out called uh, what was it? Apollo. Creed. Yeah.
2: Create. Yeah. 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 yeah, it takes place with the son or something. Apollo creates son and, and dealing with losing his father and everything and all that
5: sort of... I hope it wasn't about Apollo. Well, I'm going to turn
4: you into a great fighter. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. But yeah, those movies, the movies were good. I thought they've all been pretty good. Superman Returns, I can see why people dogged on it, but it was still entertaining. Yeah. I will say after Man of Steel came out and seeing the battle between uh, he and Zod, seeing the original fight with Zod is
5: really hard to swallow. It's so slow. It's like watching uh, New Hope Star Wars, all the TIE fighter fights and the trench run and stuff. All all the ships are banking super slow. Yeah. And Superman's (laughs) flying and just changing direction in the air real slow like that, too.
4: And you can see like the little uh, square around the ship flying (laughs) through space. Yeah. What about you guys? What comes to mind when you think of Superman.
2: The first 13 issues, I think Superman was probably one of the most radical superheroes uh, ever. But I think during World War II, like, it got changed. He, he was changed into something completely different to what the Superman we know today. I mean, the first 13 issues, I managed to snag one of those uh, uh, trade paperbacks just because I said, OK, it's Superman. Let's Let's see what the big deal was. I was I was shocked how radical he was.
4: Really, what <laughs> what about those first 13 were uh, so amazing?
2: Uh the first one deals with lobbyists and it really? deals with a lobbyist who's trying to push Congress into war with the South American uh country and Superman is very very crafty like he would basic, basically he found out who it was it was this uh, uh owner uh, Well, there's a whole bunch of
7: different ones. Yeah, they're really good. It's very different. He he fights more. It's in context with now because we do have shady senators. Yeah. And in in, was it in the very first one? He took the senator by the end of it to make him fess up to all these crimes he was doing. He he picked him up and was the arms dealer. He uh, takes the arms
2: deal and he, he makes He, like, jumped him dealer. around.
7: You know how in the original he didn't yeah. fly, he would jump around. And he took him, like, to the tops of the buildings to freak no. him out.
2: That was the lobbyist. The lobbyist then squeals. He finds the owner of the uh, arms company, and then he forces the guy to join the military in that South American country. And then the, end of it, the guy's like, yeah, look, I don't want to do this anymore. And he's like, OK, you can go back, but you never, ever deal in arms again. If, if I catch you, you're coming right back.
7: Yeah, it's very interesting and comparing it to nowadays.
2: It was like, whoa, like this was this was popular with kids back then. And
7: he stopped like a guy beating his wife.
2: Yeah. Yeah.
7: <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, I don't remember the whole uh,
2: Prison conditions. Mining. Uh, it was. It was. Yeah. It was really radical. Oh
7: yeah, I remember that one. No, yeah, yeah. Are you talking yeah, like good. the
4: Action Comics?
2: Yeah, yeah.
7: the Superman ones.
4: Nineteen
2: thirteen Action wow. Comics. They're really great
7: out. if you can read them. They're. Re- You're like, wow. Like this looks. This is like someone would write this today.
2: I'm like, oh, okay, I can, I can get this Superman. <laughs> <laughs>
7: That's
2: kind of yeah. cool.
4: It's not a character that relies, uh, you know, ninety percent on brawn. You know, he's. Yeah. not punching his way through every situation yeah. sounds like yeah
7: well he does <laughs> but he it's well, interesting who goes some... after who he goes yeah. after
4: yeah but it was it was
2: uh, but then you keep in mind it was the 1930s you know there's a crash yeah in 29 and people were livid like people were not happy so it's like we're kind of I guess' it's slightly back there again yeah it was interesting. It was just to, to me. It was like, whoa! And then you can kind of see where the 1940s and 50s just changed them right. to what we have now. You know, so that's what comes to mind now when I think of Superman. It's like there's two or three different Superman type things going on in the 1930s. is very intriguing. You know,
4: that's uh, that's really is intriguing. Yeah, is. I, I want to read those. I had no yeah. idea. Like them.
1: Yeah.
2: I've no yeah. Idea I didn't. Sure. Either. I just thought, okay.
4: Yeah, I've never read a whole lot of Superman comics, mm-hmm. to be honest. Not that I haven't read any, but uh, I'm definitely not a Superman aficionado. Yeah. Well, neither am I. I just.
7: So we okay. like reading the old stuff. Yeah. To see yeah. how, where it came now, where it is now.
5: Yeah. That's very interesting. Now it's all aliens and stuff that he's always <laughs> <out>. Yeah. <laughs> Instead of like real world problems. Yeah, I want to see what? him punch a politician across the room, you know? <laughs> wouldn't that be.
7: Wouldn't that
4: uh, yeah, yeah, that'd be that'd, be that'd be something to see
2: <laughs> Now he's just like the intergalactic Bouncer, you know like, <laughs> <laughs> uh, You must leave Earth you
4: oh, gotta That's good, I like that, the intergalactic <laughs> Bouncer What about you, Jeff?
6: I mean,
1: like, it's hard I don't When I was little I actually didn't like Anything for Superman Until I watched the TV show <laughs> Then I got interested
4: Which Are you talking about the, Like the animated series Or Lois and Clark Smallville
1: uh, The animated series I didn't like Smallville Yeah neither did I uh, It was alright yeah, Was it
5: I I kind it. I enjoyed it It was the teenage drama TV show so Everybody was too pretty uh, Lana Lang I think Is really <laughs> The reason why I <laughs> watched that show <laughs>
4: Yeah, I don't, I don't. believe it. These many, this many pretty people aren't coming from uh, Kansas, you know. Right.
6: <laughs> Nothing against
4: the people in Kansas listening, I and mean, I'm sure you're all very beautiful. But uh, I mean, this is this is above and beyond.
5: What About you? Oh, uh, what do I remember about Superman? Mostly just the Christopher Reeve movies. Yeah, they were good. I, always the
4: laughable moment. I mean, now there are many laughable moments, and but uh, when. His pod first crashes on Earth And that boy's like hanging around the pod Smiling Little naked n- kid. <laughs> 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 it's like dicks right there Like come on I want to see that uh, Oh man
5: I remember what was it the second one where he decided He wanted to become human and then he got the piss Beat out of him and then he realized yeah. after I don't remember Yeah he ended up going into the Superman lair And ended up Going into this thing and they took t- His power went away Really? And then yeah, he tried being normal, and then uh, he was at a bar or a cafe or something like that and got the shit beat out of him, and then realized that he needed to be strong. <laughs> I don't like being beat up.
6: That.
5: <laughs> <laughs> well, that, that was great, because then he went back to the bar later when
2: he got the power. his powers back, and he roughed up the guy that roughed him up. That's right. Did the, the weightlifting uh, uh, you, uh, symbol. I, I remember that. that was Sorry.
5: (laughs) (laughs) I know later on in the movies they started running out of stuff because there was, I don't know if it was for the war or for the the quest for peace or something like that. Boy, getting into those later ones, I don't remember. Yeah, it was on TV not too long ago and he went in and rounded up all the nuclear weapons, put them in a big net, flew out to outer space and then just threw them into the sun. And then Lex Luthor, was it Lex Luthor? He ended up getting Superman's DNA or something like that from a hair yeah there was a hair in a museum that he took but it was just a strand of his hair holding up this weight Whoa. and he ended up taking his DNA and making some new some new guy I ended up falling asleep, so I didn't want to. I didn't finish it.
7: (laughs) But what happened to the hair?
5: We gotta know,
7: Jack. Come on! Oh man, that sounds like a whole cartoon on like Superman's nose hair or something like that.
5: Right. (laughs) I think that's what it was.
4: Wow. I remember uh, in one of the animated series episodes, his the key to get into the. Fortress of Solitude, maybe it wasn't the animated series, it That's was one of the animated called. movies.
6: Yeah,
1: it was.
4: The key was like, uh, what five tons, mm. and so he could only pick it up. He like had it under a doormat or something <laughs> outside the front door. Of this yeah, why <laughs> you need a doormat at this uh, Fortress yeah. of Solitude? Who the hell's coming in? <laughs>
1: <laughs> I mean, like those movies feet. were good. What's that? Those movies were good, the animated ones. Yeah, they were.
4: The uh, the Doomsday when Superman was really good. It was based off the Death and Resurrection mm. comics. Mm-hmm. Or the uh, All-Star was really good, too. What happened in that? I don't remember.
1: Um, He absorbed too much radiation from the sun because he had to fly into it or around it or something like that for some astronauts to save them. And uh, he ended up boosting his power level like crazy. And they found out that it was like a cancerous to him, so he was slowly dying. So he ended up giving Lois like this potion where she become uh almost like Superman for like a day and then just went around town and then he said his goodbyes at the end. It was really it was kinda sad, but you knew what was gonna happen later on. Oh, sure. Yeah, it was just it, it was really it was really good. I actually have that somewhere.
4: Lois, now that you're really strong, there's some politicians.
1: <laughs>
5: <laughs> what about Superman and what was it, Flashpoint Paradox? Oh it was just yeah. just a, a little alien that, well, not a little alien, but a little skinny, scrawny guy that the government kept underground in hiding. Really? Yeah, it was yeah. crazy. They kept him in solitude, and Flash was it Flash or Batman that let him loose? Uh, Flash let him loose. Yeah, and he came outside and ended up feeling the sun, and really he got all strong. Yeah, it was crazy just
1: seeing that that alternate reality part of it. Wow. Yeah, it was? What if? Uh, 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 oh my gosh! <laughs> what if they didn't find him as a baby? <laughs> Yeah Government came across them first That's, yeah. that's what it was Yeah Damn government <laughs> Why well, <picks> politicians
6: <laughs>
5: <laughs> Always back to those politicians They're like I have a feeling this guy's gonna come and slap me Or hang me from the building We gotta keep him in solitude <laughs> <laughs> Oh man
4: I'd, I'd say uh, Though the video games At least for me The video games weren't that great hmm. Some of them left an impression on me, like the Superman Returns game. The game itself was horrible, but you got to fly around all over the place at, like, supersonic speeds, and I would just turn the game on to do that. That in itself was fun, seeing how close you could loop down to the streets and stuff like that. Practice maneuverability. Yeah, practicing for nothing that's ever going to (laughs) happen, but practicing
6: nonetheless.
4: (laughs) What they need to do is make a Superman game like they have the uh, Arkham Asylum games for Batman. Didn't they say they were gonna try to? There was some like rumor that. of it, but nothing official. I mm. think we had seen like concept drawings or something that people were assuming were from that, but it could oh, have also been rubs, from a yeah. movie. Um I think it'd be hard to do. I mean it, these Batman games are pretty contained, you know, to the city where Superman you'd have to <laughs> you'd have to have a lot of room to fly around.
5: You well know? Batman you have all your gadgets pretty much so Yeah. That makes everything I mean if he didn't have that you'd just be a guy in tights running around
4: yeah, buildings. but I mean, making a Superman game where the uh, your sandbox is only as big as they've given us in those Batman games wouldn't work out too well. I mean, by the time you take off and start flying, you're already at your
5: up, destination. Up, up, up Turn around. All right, we're here.
1: Absolutely. <laughs> Invisible wall. <laughs> right.
2: Un- unless they started out like that one uh, story you mentioned, where he's weak first, and then you start slowly. Ah,
1: start
2: the there yeah. you
4: go.
5: You have to build him back up like he's escaping yeah. from the government. That would make more sense since. If he was weak, then he could get hurt because it really makes no sense in the games that Superman would die from getting beat up all the time. Yeah. 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 The 64 game, especially. Like, after you
4: got through that bullshit flying test at the very beginning, which was nearly impossible, but I did it. I I tell you, I did it. You have to uh, go into one of Lex Luthor's labs and uh, destroy some robots he's making or something. But there's all these, like, lab assistants and robots around that just mess you up so bad. I was like, this isn't Superman. I should be able to just fly straight through all the walls, right to where I need to go. (laughs) (laughs) What am I doing?
5: Through the
4: whole thing. Right. Through the assistance. Everything. Holds
7: through the (laughs) assistance. What
5: do you guys think about when they changed his uniform to just to be the big blue suit instead of having the the brush? That
4: was just silly. I I I will say I like it better than the t-shirt and jeans.
5: I, uh, but that's about it. <laughs> yeah. The weekend garage work in Superman.
6: <laughs> yeah. He's
5: working on my firebird, but yeah, well, I can help you out a What's up?
3: <laughs> I
5: was so oh, mad cool. when I first saw the, the first pictures of Henry Cavill as Superman just wearing the all blue. Mm-hmm. I was like, man. But then watching the movie, Bazaar and them, they're all in their unitard suits too. Maybe it a little almost- bit more. Accents his junk, though, not having yeah.
4: briefs. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah, it does. It does.
7: That yeah. was probably on purpose. It's oh,
4: right.
2: right. it the got,
7: longest of everything to design yeah. on the suit.
2: want to make
4: sure you looked at
2: that.
7: Yeah. All
4: right. <laughs> we
7: <We're>, want <Well, laughs>
4: people to wonder if he has a banana in his pocket or if he's actually happy <laughs> to see them. Like the Valkyrie Batman. Cool.
7: Huh? <laughs> That's an alternate ending.
4: Yeah. <laughs> Special
2: features.
7: That's right.
2: It's, it's one of those things, I guess. It's really hard to redesign something that's been with us for 75 years. Oh, I yeah. mean, they kind of gradually did it with Batman, um, but they tried it with Wonder Woman, and Wonder pe- people went nuts. I mean, they gave her <laughs> pants. Yeah. Everyone yeah. was like crazy. It was like, you know, what are you doing? And then with Superman, they take away his underwear, and... Everybody gets upset. It's upset, like, right?
4: You know, the kind of the same effect happened when the Michael Bay Turtles movie came out because he, you know, they took on a whole new look. You know, each of them were customized to their personality, which at first was really, really upsetting. But you know, if you're trying to make this thing real, I can't imagine these dudes are going to be just wearing their belts and uh, their single color and a bandana. Of course, you know, they want to be up there with the people. Of course, they're going to try to dress
1: and act like right. and that stuff. But anyway. Yeah. Let's not get onto the turtles. <laughs> <laughs> you
6: know.
1: I thought you guys were talking about the other blue suit when he died and came back. I don't remember that suit. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, he died. Doomsday killed him, and then he came back with like you this right futuristic. Now. What oh. the hell is that? Cortana.
6: <laughs>
4: oh, Jeez.
2: He yeah. uh, had that electric thing going on where he. Yeah. It, and sometimes he was black and and white, and he had this really sort of like crazy.
1: He was like a, a mood oh, version. Yeah. I remember oh, that. I think I know what you're talking yeah, about. Yeah, that was silly to me. This new one's not too bad.
4: I oh. remember uh, in the animated series, there was an episode where Lois somehow got zapped to an alternate reality where Lex Luthor was either president or just like mayor of the city or something, but Superman was his uh, lapdog, you know, and he did everything he said, and he had like a whole army, and he had this black suit. It was pretty much what he wore now, just all black, with uh he still had like a red shield on his chest but it wasn't the uh S it was the L for Luther you mm. know no cape, and he looked—he uh, looked wicked. He had these big like bags under his eyes, real dark, mean-looking son of a bitch. Goth Superman.
6: Goth <laughs> Superman. <laughs> Listening Eva. to
4: the Cure yeah. on the weekend, Superman. <laughs> Hair swept to the right. <laughs> Dashboard confessional, Superman. A
1: vindicated song playing in the background. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs>
4: Any other thoughts on Superman before we move on? Superman. Uh, other than Super Friends,
6: though. No. Yeah. Oh, Super, Super Friends. Friends. <laughs> Super Friends. I never yeah.
4: got into the Super Friends. <laughs> oh, I did. I watched that religiously on Saturday. Yeah. I watched it, but I mean, it wasn't my uh, bread and butter. You know, it's not where I was. I wasn't waiting for that one every week. <laughs>
3: <laughs> the old, Good old way. ones. I
7: love the sound effects.
4: Yeah. <laughs> yes. will do
7: the same for every cartoon, but yeah.
4: Like the They're flying sound cool. effect. I'm sorry. Go ahead.
7: No, no, I was just, a, I love sound effects yeah. and like those old Hanna-Barbera and those old Super Friends and obviously oh, yeah. Spider-Man too, like they were fantastic.
2: Yeah, I, I think Spider-Man, what made Spider-Man was the, um, uh, it's theme song. Of
7: course. I think it's oh, what
4: yeah, for sure.
2: It just, but what's really funny, if you ever watch Rocket, uh, Robin Hood.
7: Oh my God. And you watch
2: (laughs) Spider-Man? I don't know if you ever heard of it, but it was the same company that did the old Spider-Man cartoon, so you could see like the exact same backgrounds and monsters.
4: What? Oh, are you kidding me?
2: Yeah, look up Rocket Robin Hood.
3: I can't believe. Yeah,
2: I I yeah, I remember that. That was uh, pretty traumatic when I saw that. I was like, "What? That's (laughs) the exact same backgrounds from Spider-Man." Yeah.
4: Like in Hanna-Barbera, like in the Flintstones, like when they'd go running in a direction, you see the same houses and uh, trees (laughs) and shit looping behind them. It's, you know, speaking of sound effects, whenever we take a day off, uh, we play the Superman, the old 1940 Superman radio show, and the sound effect they have in there for his flying is that, like. Like a blizzard outside your front door, kind of sound. It's so overpowering for the rest yes. of the recording too. I I cut some of them out when I put these
5: episodes together because there's so many of them. It's like oh my god, wow! But Superman's <laughs> coming. It sounds like a hurricane. <laughs> well, it's from
2: Kansas.
4: Oh, well, hey, there you go.
5: No. I'm just mimicking the sound.
4: <laughs> All right. Well, that was that was a that was a lot of fun. I learned stuff about Superman on the hundredth episode. There you go. So thank you guys. <clears throat> All right, before we move into our uh, comic discussion uh, as part of our 100 episodes uh, looking back, I need to stop and pay tribute to a man who we used to uh used to be part of this show for about mm. the first 20, 30 episodes, wasn't it? Something like that. Yeah. And uh, we did a little segment called Ask Dave. And he was my neighbor at uh, my old residence. And uh, he's since moved on as well. But sitting and talking with this guy, he's, he's a great buddy of mine. And sitting and talking with him sometimes can be very entertaining. He's got different, <laughs> different views on things. And so I had to get a microphone in front of him. So, uh, yeah, we, I think we recorded a total of 50 of those. What was it? Yeah. So um, as we're wrapping up, the last 100 episodes and moving on with the next 100 and for the last time we're going to be playing uh, three classic ask dave episodes so without further ado
5: once again it's time for ask dave
4: if you were stranded on a tropical island and could have any one item of your choice what would it be and why a boat <laughs>
6: I'm on a boat, so I'm going, to,
1: I'm going to paddle that motherfucker out to the water. I'll be like on the castaway when he floated out there not that big... Ah, ah. Then you wonder if you're going to get fucking ran over by the propellers, get sucked
0: in by the draft. Awake, be chopped <laughs> up. This has been Ask Dave. If you have a question that you would like to ask Dave, send them to
2: canairpodcast at gmail.com or tweet them to canairpod.
4: Thank you, bitches All right, so that was our first Ask Dave. That's got to be one of the best
5: episodes. That was the very first one that we ever played. Was it really? I'm pretty sure it was, yeah, because it was so classic with his answer. And In- it's got to be the best answer I've yeah. ever heard to that question.
4: <laughs> A right. boat. Yeah. I, I would uh-huh. never think of that. No. A fan. <laughs> <laughs> A TV. A beer. Refrigerator. <laughs> A boat. A boat. Perfect answer. <laughs> Way to go, Dave. All right. So, with that, let's just move into talking about some comics this week. And since we got Jeff here, do you want to go first this week? Oh. Sure. <laughs> All right, let's hear the title of your uh, your book, Jeff.
1: <laughs> Jeff was broke.
4: <laughs>
1: That's it's an image like release, a right? Yeah. <laughs> I, I'm going to be honest. The whole time, or this whole move and everything, I was not prepared to have anything for a while, so. I don't got a thing. I'm back for nothing. So I got to, uh, I'm adding it to the list of stuff I'm going to be sending you.
4: Okay. <laughs> Well, I just won some money, so that's great. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Moving forward. Uh, would, oh. Who would like to go first? Or I can go first. Go ahead. Was, all right. I picked up the first issue of uh, Star Wars Shattered Empire. I read some of the Darth Vader. Issues when they start coming out, when Marvel start doing their Star Wars run, and yeah. they were really good. But I was just uh, following too many things at at that time, and yeah. my wallet couldn't take on the extra burden, you know. So now that a few of my other series have ended, I decided to get into this. And what Shattered Empire is is it starts during the uh, final bite, or excuse me, the final fight in Return wow. of the Jedi, the attack on the Death Star. Pretty much what happens is. Uh, after the Death Star is blown up, you know everyone goes down to Endor for their big celebration. They, have, they party. Yes, and there are two in particular characters uh, that a guy and a girl, both like uh, fighter pilots, who meet up on Endor there and have a romantic evening together. They're they're past loves, and they are uh, the parents of what it looks to be Poe Dameron. Hmm. So this this book's kind of paving the way from the end of Jedi into the next movie. Yeah, pretty much what happens, they celebrate on Endor and they discover, hey, on the backside of, the, of uh, this moon over here, there's an... Uh, empire base. <laughs> nice hotel <I> yeah. <laughs> Let's go over there and lay up, baby. <laughs> but no, there's, a, there's an Imperial base uh, on the back side of the planet that, you know, since the planet has made its rotation, since communications are down, they don't know what's going on. They don't realize the Empire has fallen. So the rebels make one last ditch strike. You know, we got to go take out this last base to truly put an end to this. And they get there and they do succeed in taking the base But they get a lot of data And the comic ends They steal a lot of data from the base after it's taken Mm -hmm. And uh, Han Solo comes out and says Yeah, this isn't over yet So I don't know what that means yet They didn't have issue 2 and 3 It was clear sold out So shame on me for waiting so long He was like, it's all true (laughs) (laughs) All of it What? We keep asking what's true (laughs) All of it (laughs) But yeah, that's my uh, offering. Star Wars Shattered Empire, Issue 1. I forgot those were out from
5: a couple weekends ago. We heard about it.
4: Yeah, and they're getting snagged up quick. I got this one in Issue 4, and so I'm going to have to wait for either the movie will be out out before you read them. Probably. (laughs) probably. (laughs) The trade or the uh, second printings, whatever comes first. Who would like to go next?
1: Uh,
2: Well, I haven't. I haven't had much time to read new stuff, but I've been sort of delving into more of the European comic side, particularly Mobius. Um, really, never heard of Yeah, Mobius, uh, who passed away a few years back. He's um, well, he's known as Jean Gerard. I'm probably butchering his no, last name. No, he's
7: known as Mobius. He's known he's as Mobius. Gene Gerard.
2: <laughs> uh, he uh, he basically. Um, I don't know if you saw the documentary with, um, the Dune documentary with Alejandro Jodorowsky.
5: We heard about that from, like, a couple weeks Oh, you gotta mean, watch it. You ago. gotta watch it. Oh, it's,
7: you, it's... It's not that you have to watch it because it's fantastic, but you have to watch it, it because Jurodowski's way of explaining things is, is so funny. awesome. Everything from his, his hair expression. to his accent to I the mean, way he says things. He, I was just laughing through the whole thing.
2: He put together this team, and, like, if you're into heavy metal magazine or any any european comics mobius is like you know it's like hand in hand but he put together this team of mobius geiger
7: in the 70s in
2: the 70s and it was going to be this really awesome trippy film i mean you hear him pitching it and he says yeah you know i'm sitting there with the the guy who would later on go to produce Star Wars and he says, you know, I want to make a film that's 16 hours long. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my god. "Mm, No. (laughs) No.
7: He, he even got, like, Dolly to agree to be the... the like, emperor. Emperor, Har- emperor. Harkonnen or whatever. He got and,
2: Nick Jagger to agree yeah, to be Yeah, he, he got everyone
7: to agree to it. Then he goes was, to Hollywood, it and it's like as if they're going to finance this movie. It was,
2: so <laughs> it was ludicrous.
7: But oh, was the so
2: storyboards from it yeah. and the team that grew out of it, I mean, Mobius went on to... I think he went on to... Well, he went on to work on Tron, so the whole look of Tron is because of him. And quite a few other f- science fiction films, like the look of science fiction is thanks to that team. You know, Geiger went off to work on Alien, Alien and
6: whatnot. Oh, okay. So,
2: been very, very much delving into the Call and a lot of the other sort of stuff that Mobius, uh, his, his uh, comics and stuff, which are really trippy. They're like interesting, just very interesting, very different. So, that's sort of him. Not necessarily a comic, but. Well, it's a French comic,
7: right?
4: Yeah, and it's pretty crazy. It's pretty freaking cool. I don't know how I've never, well, I'm not French, so that's probably how I've never heard of it. When we talk to the
2: Think Alike Productions, guys.
7: Blueberry is his cowboy character that's heavy. Actually,
2: he was very popular in the 70s through heavy metal. Actually, it was him and a few of the other guys that created Metallo de which later on became heavy metal in America. But what happened was,
7: in the and back
2: to Ninja Turtles because Kevin Eastman, Eastman ended up buying it later. Who
7: I worked for? Yeah, there wow. you go. Full Are you
2: serious? Uh, yeah, I, I worked as a translator and I had a few stories in heavy metal. We
7: published in heavy metal. Yeah,
2: three uh, times.
4: I've so. got that written in my in my questions to ask you here, but I didn't yeah. know Kevin Eastman. Uh, yeah, he
7: owns, he's he owned it for a
4: while
6: now. Yeah. Something yeah. Done. Yeah. So he's
4: educated uh, today. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs>
2: Uh, but apparently, the company that owned the rights to a lot of Mobius' stuff went under So in the States, so a lot of the new stuff that he has just didn't make it to the American Chores for a while, just because of a silly thing as, as a contract. Same thing happened to Black Sad as well, too. It, it was uh, with iBook. Black Sad was another European comic, but now it's pretty popular. Dark Horse publishes it. Do you know Black Sad? No,
7: oh, we're getting off topic.
2: Well, anyway... No, I'm so a go right ad- ahead.
7: Different, yeah. you know, because a lot of the art is really good. So yeah. Miguel will look at a lot of things to
2: yeah get like, his little
7: brain going with different yeah. art styles and things.
2: There's a Spanish team that th- they do this comic called Black Sad, and it's like a detective story set in New York, and it's done in this really crazy watercolor um, animated Walt Disney style. The, the, the
7: guys who did it work for Disney. So it has a really nice look to it—a very animated sort of. You, you know, you can almost tell. Oh, okay, someone from Disney did these, but they did it like a kind of Humphrey Bogart hard detective. Wow. And it's a really good story and really great art. Yeah. And very familiar art too, because you're used to sort of that Disney style, but just they color it in that dark.
4: And
2: everybody's sort of an way. animal.
7: Yeah, and there, it's not animal. like they're yeah, different animals. It's, it's really neat. well done.
4: That sounds so, awesome. Yeah, it does. Yeah,
7: it's yeah. really good, and they're beautiful to look at. And you know, you get the plus of a good story. <laughs>
4: yeah, right. Yeah. That's intriguing. I've never even heard of that. Mm-mm.
7: Yeah, awesome. it's like published that.
6: New,
4: uh, Dark Horse. Dark Horse has like the
2: collect the collected uh, versions. You know, Dark Horse has actually been publishing a lot of really good European stuff.
4: Yeah, I like Dark Horse. Not that I have a lot of stuff, but everything I have gotten from them mm-hmm. has been pretty good. That's awesome. See, and you guys almost weren't going to do the comic roundtable. <laughs> now we've now we learned something. <laughs> but when you said one
2: book, I was like, oh, I never sort of stayed at one book. I, oh, I,
4: well, don't either. listen to me. I don't know what I'm talking
6: about. <laughs>
4: <laughs> <laughs> do whatever you want to
5: do. I promise it'll be good. I think that leaves Jackery. Yes. On the topic of Superman... I got the, well, I've had for a while, the Superman versus Zod, the graphic oh, novel that we got for free a while ago. Oh my god, I almost read the Did other you, free one we got on that day, yeah. But uh, I didn't read the whole thing, because I, I read the first comic that was in it, and it was a very early one. I have to look at it and see when this one was made. Uh, an action was, comic, or just an early Superman? Well, early action comic, Superman okay. action comic, number 238 from 61. 1961 called Superboy, the Phantom Superboy. Okay. Uh, pretty much starts out with Superboy standing there, trying, as a ghost, trying to stop a robot Clark Kent from showing that he's Superman by lifting a truck. And then it flashes back to way before that happened. It's so funny in the writing because every text bubble, chat bubble that they talk, they're ex- Explaining in great detail exactly what's happening. It was kind of funny the whole time reading it. Well, like think, stating the obvious, like what's right yeah. in front of you. That guy's picking up a... That guy's <laughs> holding up a group. I better do something. <laughs> well, no kidding. <laughs> but it's funny because uh, it had nothing really to do with Zod much more. It was more just the Phantom Zone that all of a sudden this box showed up out of nowhere. a bunch of archaeologists undug. And it had a bunch of weapons, and Superboy was really the only one that could open it. He just gave it a good karate chop and sliced the top of it off. And there was three different weapons that he found in there, and one of them was a... I can't remember, it was like a light that you'd push the black button, and anything that the light shined on would send you to the Phantom Zone. So he accidentally sent himself. But (laughs) it was... Everything round up at the end It was kind of funny Because I'm sitting there reading it And by the time it got to the end I was like How did I not see this coming? Because <laughs> he's at uh, Dad Kent As he's referred to Not What was his dad? His dad's name? Oh, uh, Jonathan Jonathan, yeah They they referred to him as Dad Kent Really? He owned a general store And Lana Lang came over To pick up some uh, What was it? Like baking sheets Or something like that I think it was And meanwhile, Clark's playing with this brand-new, newfangled uh, electric typewriter. (laughs) State of the art. Yeah, he's sitting there showing Lana how to use it, and he's like, yeah, it's run by electricity. You just press really lightly on the keys, and it works. And she's like, well, with electricity, your mind is actually like electric impulses, so if you think hard enough, like if you had super thinking, you could probably make the keys work. Maybe Superman could do that. So it goes on to the story where Superman ends up sending himself into the Phantom Zone, where he's just a ghost, pretty much. He's trying to get Dad Kent to realize that he's there, and there's a whole bunch of robberies going on. And he thinks, well, oh, you know what? I might be able to type on that typewriter by thinking. And it just, there's just the loop from the very beginning to the end of the story, and that's how he ended up getting oh. Jonathan back to where the, the thing I was see. to turn on the power to reverse it to get him back. No, the whole robot Clark Kent was what the Superboy was gone for a while, and Clark, of course, was gone. And his parents were like, Well, we'll just use this robot Clark so no one gets none the wiser to think that he's gone. <laughs> like they just had some robot. We all
4: have robot versions uh, yeah. of ourselves just lying
5: around. It was funny can't but, make it to your wedding, but... But
6: yeah, God, the whole God, God.
5: electricity part in the beginning, and then it comes right back to that at the end. I was like, man, I can't believe that came around that way. So he would just think, and the typewriter back there would start typing. Yeah, to think real hard. Luckily, the power, it was plugged in, and the power was still left on it from all this time.
6: <laughs> so yeah,
5: there's about five different five different issues in that book, and... It, I don't. It must have been the, maybe the writing, but it seemed like a really long issue, so I just stopped at the end of that. <laughs> it was fun though.
7: It's Old ones, so they do. It's they don't need to describe what's going on in the panel because it's there in the panel. But right. a lot of them just didn't oh, write man. like that. They had huge, huge dialogue bubbles. Yeah, and it's right. it like funny.
2: Half the panels just text. No, mm-hmm.
7: <laughs> so it's true. It's true. And all the like, even the old Spider-Man, everything yeah. was like, yeah. Oh <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I really
4: enjoyed when they did that in Marvel though I'm sorry, I was talking right over you Go ahead
7: No, no, I was just
6: laughing yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, Very
4: good, very good Superman vs. Zod That was a free one too So. Yeah, I got the same one over there on the <laughs> shelf You're damn lucky I didn't read the same book You <laughs> could have split stories There you go <laughs> Okay, well With that, let's just Play another episode of Ask Dave really Turner quick Throw it in there Alright, here we go
7: Shut the hell
5: up and turn the shit up It's Ask Dave
4: If you could be any animal, what would it be?
1: Just one mm-hmm. I think I'd want to
6: be uh, a condor
4: A condor? Why is that? Well, Aren't they endangered?
6: Oh, yeah, yeah but you could fly for
2: and be so high, you know. Really, who's going to be your uh,
1: enemy? But like, if you're on the ground, you can get eat some bad meat or be attacked <laughs> by another animal. So it's best not to be on the ground. Because, you, know, you know, they get packs of animals can kill
4: you. So if there's danger, you just fly the hell away. That's right. You can take off. There you go. And then you
1: got these, you know, you got them talons. Who's going to fuck with you?
4: Um, you can go not, get, not much
1: of anything. You can scoop down and get your rabbit. or
4: um, Be right back up in the air with it. Yep. Yeah, just pick it, pick it, pick it apart,
1: <laughs> you know. <laughs> That's the only thing that sucks about being a bird is you have to regurgitate your food. I don't want to really do that.
4: <laughs> the little things like that I don't think about. <laughs> this
6: has been Ask Dave. If you have a
1: question for Dave, go to campairpodcast.com and send him a question. Remember, when in doubt, just ask Dave. All
4: right, and that was another classic Ask Dave. <laughs> Regurgitate
5: your food. Yeah.
6: <laughs> pick, pick, fly up, oh, pick it apart. Up, up.
5: And <laughs> got them talons. Yep.
7: Who the fuck's gonna fuck with you?
4: <laughs> you don't want to be on the ground. Yeah. Classic. Maybe we should get him back to do more. <laughs> I ran out of stuff to ask him, honestly. David. Yeah yeah he's, he's a funny guy. maybe down the road we will we'll sneak a few uh, new ones in there somewhere. All right, well, with that, let's just turn our attention right over to you, Miguel and Susie, and talk about uh, everything you got going on over at sevenrobots.com Thanks again for being with us. Thank you to ha-
2: for having us yeah. It feels like this has
4: been a long time coming. yeah yeah really. <laughs> yeah.
7: Uh, you know we've been waiting and waiting, oh, and rang, oh. and It's just such a relief now to speak with you and (laughs) fantastic.
6: Uh, well, well,
5: yeah. That we we have that effect on people. <laughs> it's such a long list to get on the show. People yeah. are just.
7: <laughs> I know the it was like ridiculous. I think my number came up. It was like being at a deli, and it was woo party, <laughs> fantastic.
4: We kind of do it like the Joker. We have so many people who uh, want to be on the show. If we have two people who want to be on the same week, you know, we'll just drop a pool stick in the middle of the room and be like, <laughs> make it quick. <laughs>
6: <laughs> <laughs> to the dead.
2: But you have to play the music from Star Trek with James T. Kirk. Oh, yeah, yeah. You have to play that. That's kind of
7: folkish. It's
2: good. good. No, no. no, no. Nice. And then he would like do that flying jump kick.
6: Then, Loved you know. it.
4: Oh <laughs> man. Oh wow. All right. So guys, tell us all about one seven robotscom and I mean how. What led you guys to create SevenRobots.com?
2: Oh wow. Okay. Well, uh, well, we started out as uh, Iberian Press. We we had our first book called uh, Samurai Elf, and then eventually we, it just sort of mutated that we wanted something a little bit more solid, uh, like just not solid. Uh, I would say a. a, a A decent company name, I guess. And (laughs) (laughs) and we we uh, we created SevenRobots.com, and Samurai Elf is under that label now. We also want to create something where it would it would um, have stories with sort of like something to them, you know, like uh, like super corporate heroes, even something. So, yeah,
7: we we did it so we can publish what we want to publish
6: yeah and you know
7: we got we we've gotten short stories and different things and Miguel's done illustrations for uh, covers and indie artists and things, but we wanted something that we could both get published but also not have edited.
4: <laughs> oh yeah, okay.
7: And sometimes uh, it comes out that you're you're accepted, but then they want to change it all around. Yeah. I so yeah. we just thought, we'll do our own thing.
2: We won't have the politicians being beaten up. Come on. Mm,
7: no. <laughs> <laughs> I'll pencil that in for yeah. some Lois yeah. Lane, Ghost, mm-hmm. Phantom, so, Beats Up. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. There you go. Character.
4: That's if ratings start to slip. We need to pull in our aim game.
7: <laughs>
6: <laughs> so, Yeah.
7: So we, we, that, that's basically what it was, like many, many, you know, indies out there. we But we have this thing where we just, if we have a story idea, we write it out. We just have, so if we're writing it and doing it anyways, we might as well put through. it out there. Yeah,
4: yeah very true. So we
7: can't sit still. Like, we know people who want to do it, but they they need to have someone write something and give it to them or... Like yeah. we'll just do it anyways. I'm always jotting things down and writing stuff. Miguel's constantly sketching and drawing, so you know we do it anyways. It's yeah. almost like they, the stories need to get out there, right? So,
4: so do you uh, bring in uh, outside artists onto the label as well?
7: We we the first thing not with our stuff, but the first collaboration we had was with Earth Dream. Yeah, and yes, that was there's nice. just so many fabulous people we've met. Yeah, who are uber talented and um we're like you know we got to do something together so yeah. we just decided to um get people to do short stories and then have it out there for free and a friend of ours too generally like one of the people that's involved with yeah, jerome. jerome walford oh, yeah. from forward comics and he does nowhere man he uh, he's gonna start one next year too yeah, so on. it's neat i love this indie thing going on where uh, you just start creating groups and And, you know, publish, get your stuff out there. Yeah. Because if, you know, if it's hard, it's so hard to get published that when you do, it's not, it's not like you get hired to continuously work on something. So as you're doing one thing, which might be small, you can do your own stuff as well. That's
6: awesome.
7: Yeah, it's a good network.
2: So that's basically it through. And Earth Dream started out more as a, as a. Environmental awareness, but we're sort of gearing it more to like more science fiction, and um, that's what we're hoping—sci-fi sci-fi fantasy. Sci-fi fantasy, but with a little something to it, you know.
4: Yeah, absolutely. I, I really enjoyed volume two. I haven't read all of it. I got to read your guys's entry and. You know, Jerome Walford, attention grabber, right yeah. there, too.
7: His art is amazing. Yeah, yeah
4: it's great.
2: Yeah.
7: And the, Jacques is Jacques Niep. And oh, yeah. I just slipped my mind. Who the and uh, ah. Lee Walls. Thank you. Yeah. Don't His worry. work is brilliant. Yeah. Too. Like, it's so, yeah. I'm like, wow, we get to put this in. This is fantastic. Yeah.
4: Yes, and yeah, I didn't mean to exclude anyone else Everyone in this uh, book does fantastic work Those were just, that was one that grabbed my eye We've had Jerome on the show And uh, we're mm-hmm. big fans of Nowhere, man So uh, yeah. great, And great Raimundo
7: Grafico, he's out of uh, Spain
4: Yeah
2: Say it again?
7: Yeah.
4: Raimundo Raimono.
2: Oh, okay Mono, Yeah
7: Which is Monkey King in, in Spanish yeah. He has like <laughs> black and white <laughs> Yeah uh, Like Viking story Oh, and okay. And is fantastic. Always.
6: Yeah.
7: She always has, like, a funny spin on everything. So, yeah, it's a fun group of people. And, you know, you get a range of art styles and stories and levels, so.
4: Very cool. And you guys <laughs> offer that for free, too, right?
7: Yeah, yeah. yeah. So it's our second volume. We do it every year. And, well, you know, it, d- unless like people who want to get involved they can just contact us via Facebook or our website 7 com and we can um, you know we're happy to publish it but it's free so you know we don't pay yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <so laughs> it's, it's... we get asked the confused things sometimes do you pay for well, free so not really no. yeah It's a
4: labor of love, yeah. Yeah, Yeah. it's
7: a labor of
2: love. But it's also to to help artists get exposure, too. Yeah. I think that a lot of it has to do with exposure. A lot of artists, you know, uh, the most they get is from Facebook uh, or Twitter. Like
7: things on Facebook, people. It means a lot.
2: (laughs) That that poor guy toiling away. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. Yeah.
7: I don't know if this is for everybody. My experience a lot on Facebook is I'll post something I'm doing work-wise. I'll get a few likes. I'll post, like, a picture of something, me and my kids or something, a gajillion likes. Yeah. <laughs> yep. like, you know, I don't mind if that gets one like. Right. <laughs> like the comic stuff. Yep.
4: <laughs> That's where you want the heavy hitters to be.
7: That's where I want the heavy hitters. <laughs> who cares what my kids were for Halloween? <laughs>
4: right.
7: I love yeah, them, but who so, cares, yeah. really?
4: Yeah. So now another project we got to look at, and you've mentioned a few times already, super corporate heroes. That was fantastic. I love mean, that book. Yeah, when you see it, you okay, okay, another superheroes with like uh, <laughs> capes and stuff. But it's, the story is just a great idea, and you don't see anyone doing that. Mm-hmm. You know, working they're working for agencies. If you don't have insurance and you're in danger. You're screwed, you know? <laughs> You're too bad. <laughs> Sign under, it's on the dotted line here really quick yeah. before you fall off the building.
7: <laughs> <laughs> right, right. So well, is, part of the idea, go ahead.
4: No, I was just going to ask uh, if there's going to be any more coming from the Super Corporate oh, yeah. Heroes yeah, universe. Mico's yeah, we working yeah,
7: on I'm, volume I'm working two. on
2: Volume 2, which actually, how am I going to explain this without saying any spoilers? Uh, volume 2 and 3. All center around the Mr. Winters, yes, because he is the core of the story, and that's all I can.
7: Yeah, we had like we had the story, and as I was, you know, as we were fleshing it out, and I was re- really developing the characters. The bad guy, which is Invisible Hand,
6: mm-hmm. yes, who's,
7: that's his pseudonym. His real name is Bradford Bradshaw Winters.
6: Bradshaw.
7: Yeah, but it'd be good if I knew my own characters. Yeah. <laughs> uh, he he said I, he's like my favorite character. So yeah. we're like, why isn't? Let's just make the bad guy the main character. So we go. sort of morphed it, and volume two and three are his backstory because he's very old.
6: You're
2: right. going yeah, back to the 1700s,
7: like super old. Cool. So oh, wow. And so we kind of go back in time, and then we forward it. So by volume four, you're you're caught up yeah. with the superheroes of nowadays. So
2: you get an understanding as to why he's gonna. Pull what he's going to do, and the anticipation of
7: so we really wanted to develop do. the character. And we're like, oh, we can't really fit him in the way we're doing it. Let's just give him a volume. One volume turned into two volumes.
6: Yeah, it did. <laughs> it did. It did. Wow.
7: So we we have volume two and three are going to deal with him, and then catching people up, and then back to the present in volume four. Yeah. And the art style is going to be totally different because it's sort of a it's sort of a flashback. A past thing, cool. and so the art style is more. It's pencil. It's not inked, and it's more artistic.
6: Yeah,
7: it's, it's I, which I've never seen before. A comic do that, so we'll see how it works out if people yeah. like it or not. I think
2: we posted
5: some of them on. Our yeah, website,
2: yeah, we actually.
7: posted. We as Miguel does the pages, we post them for people to see. We saw a couple
5: um, pages on there. Did you? Yeah, I yeah. Think some
7: people are not going to like that we jump styles yeah. but you know who cares we're doing it
5: <laughs> <laughs> it's our comic label you
4: can't do What's nothing about right? it that's right <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. that
6: was...
2: yeah so there is more it's just uh it's coming along yeah
4: yeah well i can't wait to see that yeah. do you have any uh like a release date in mind or anything like that hoping for next year it
2: um, will be
7: next year i'm not sure month.
2: Yeah. yeah it's gonna be next year for sure um, oh, we're working on another know.
7: graphic novel too. Yeah. That's why we're not sure of the
2: month. Yeah, because there's another one <laughs> which we're working with the economist Steve Keen, uh, called Crash, Boom, Pop, and it's basically to—I don't know if you guys know this or not. I don't know if Susie told you or not. It's basically to explain uh, economics for laypeople.
5: Oh yes, I do know about it, yeah.
2: Yeah, and so that kind of got a little delayed, but. You know.
7: When you work with economists it gets delayed.
2: Yeah, it does. <laughs>
7: it's not the common people. It's, it's the economists.
2: It's big complex ideas being sort of like chewed and then regurgitated <clears throat> into small
7: Yeah, they're they're huh, they're like right. the team that we're with, we're not doing the writing on this one. Yeah. I'm just doing the lettering, light editing and Miguel's doing the artwork for it. So that that'll be out later on and they, 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 like comic people might not know about it but The Economist is quite well known yeah. and he's one of the people that predicted the crash in 2008 so he gets interviewed a lot about the stuff that they're doing wrong even now to try to fix things and oh wow! so we're trying to, he's very, he's very good when you talk to him at explaining everything they're doing wrong and they're doing the opposite of what they should do to help the economy <laughs> and we're, and, but when he writes it, he writes it overly detailed yeah. so we're like, Steve, you gotta, you gotta lighten up
6: yeah.
7: You, you got to write it the way when we do a, a conversation, when we talk on the phone, that's how you have to write it. Yeah. <laughs> like
2: you're trying to explain it to a baby. Yeah. Yeah, basically. <laughs> so, yeah.
7: So I can understand. He's out really well and he's he's done interviews for it and there's a lot of uh good but like we had a kickstarter that went really well and uh we had um Start join, which is another. It's uh, it's like Kickstarter, but it's just virtual, and that one went really well. So now we just got to get the book done.
4: Yeah, very cool. Now, answer me this: When do you uh, when do you guys sleep? <laughs> okay. yeah. All this stuff sleep. going on, you guys no, seem
6: like you're always busy. All yes,
7: it is. You
2: know,
4: <laughs> who needs
2: it
7: until you pass out? You know,
2: sleep deprivation is great for your creativity.
7: <laughs> <right>.
5: <laughs> Plus, you have all that crocheting on the website for sale oh, too. Yeah, you
7: yeah. yeah, I do that when uh <laughs> when I'm not doing this stuff. Yeah. yeah, I don't know. I started it accidentally, and my kids wanted some toys I couldn't find, like Angry Bird stuff.
6: Mm-hmm.
7: So uh, I don't, I don't even know how it was. I saw like a tutorial, and then and then YouTube has everything is fantastic. And um, yeah, I just started making toys and stuff, and then I started making hats, and I sell them at a comic book shop over here, and so I put them on my store too.
5: I love the Batman hat.
7: Thank you.
5: you Did I see that? Oh, the hell, yes, yes. yes. (laughs) I
7: did a little Catwoman doll I posted yesterday. Well, I haven't actually put it on Facebook, but it's in our store. I just finished her. She has a removable mask.
5: Yes, yeah, I saw that one too.
7: (laughs) Did you? Oh, you're awesome.
5: Heck yeah, there's a lot of cool stuff on there. I was like, man, there's books, and then now they're all the crocheting too. Yeah,
7: I know. I'm like it's like I'm like an old lady. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I never in a million years thought I would sit here and do crochet stuff. And I'm like, damn, because it's yeah. like I like making the toys. We're like, let's make toys of our characters. And so some guy he wants me to do him a Doctor Doom, and it's really fun doing these little oh, wow. guys.
4: Yeah, mm-hmm. I, crocheting is a uh, popular thing. It seems. I mean, mm-hmm. I don't think it's just for old ladies anymore. No, no. <laughs> I
7: don't know. On Facebook, I, I say I'm the happy hooker.
6: Oh Oh, man I could Uh have introduced you that way
5: (laughs) 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 The listens would have ended right there They might have bumped up a whole bunch
4: (laughs) Yeah either way up or way down No happy medium there Very cool so do you guys uh, get out to a lot of conventions Like did you go to New York Comic Con no. We
7: we have, but we we sort of we haven't really in the past year and a bit. Yeah, no. we like had to move, and then our kids are in like yeah. a new school, all this kind of stuff. But we definitely oh, want to get yeah. in there again. I actually really like doing conventions.
2: Yeah, me too. Actually, it's 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 so much.
7: Although the New York convention is too expensive.
2: Yeah, oh, it's like oh, ridiculous. The tables. You yeah. get a
7: table Ooh. and everything. It's crazy.
2: But um, for, uh, like yeah. the San
7: Diego con, it's for longer. You can so you can maybe yeah. if you're having a good week, let like, make make back your money and stuff for that. On the table. So this, the sure. smaller cons for you know more indies. You can you can make more money on the on the smaller ones, but yeah, we definitely have to hit more of those.
5: Most
4: certainly, yeah.
7: <laughs> <laughs>
4: we're about to, we're about to uh, start doing uh, cons in the next year here, so we're we're a little nervous. Uh. Yeah. Not sure exactly (laughs) what we're going to do yet. Well, we we are going to be uh, selling some uh, copies of like uh, guest books that we've had on the show and stuff. We just have to get that set up. So we want to (laughs) offer a little bit more too. You know,
7: anyway, it's fun. I think you'll like it. Yeah, it's good to get feedback, and uh, most people are really nice.
4: Yeah, and you'll get the odd odd one, too. But oh, there's no doubt about the it. The yeah. bre- cons are breeding ground for, yeah. the, uh, for the odd ones. <laughs> I may be one of them and not even know them. Yeah. <laughs> well, this has been a lot of fun. I want to thank you guys for being on the show again and uh, tell our listeners you can check out everything Miguel and Susie are up to at SevenRobots.com, robotscom and you guys are on Twitter, right?
7: Yes, yeah. we are. 7robots,
4: Inc. 7robots, Inc. There you go. Thanks so much, guys. And um, let me see. All right. Well, before we wrap this episode up completely, we are going to, uh, we're going to play a trailer we made. What was that? Episode 25, six, something like that. <sighs> we had, uh, we were eagerly awaiting the trailer for the Teenage Mutant Ninja <laughs> Turtle movie, but uh, all we could find was a, a supposed like handwritten script from some guy in the UK who had seen it earlier. Yeah. So we thought we would help our listeners out and uh, reenact the trailer for them (laughs) to the best of our ability. So without further ado, we're going to play that for you right now.
5: We open to a shot in New York City at night. We see quick shots of police cars chasing a lone semi-truck cut to black.
2: You must never reveal yourself to the ones outside on the surface.
5: A large, brutish figure running forward on a building rooftop, quickly leaping over an alley. Blackness. For if
0: they are to discover the truth, they will not understand what you are.
5: The figure standing in front of the windshield of a semi and breaks the windshield open. Blackness. They will have fear of you. That is why you must always keep yourself concealed. The semi-truck stops completely. The police cars drive up behind it and stop. The headlights illuminate the open back of the semi, revealing five members of the Foot Clan knocked out cold and hanging from the ceiling. The look on the cop's face basically says, What the crap? We cut back to open on the fourth turtles, shrouded in darkness. We can barely see them, sitting in front of Master Splinter, whose hair is gray instead of brown. (laughs) Do you understand my sons? Yes, Master Splinter That was Leonardo, by the way (laughs) April O'Neil looking through the fence at night We hear a voice ask
4: Can you tell me what happened here?
5: We cut back to black We hear her in what looks like the middle of a very dark factory On the floor with several foot clan soldiers standing over her Rifles in their hand She replies Shit went down (laughs) Something saved me she looks absolutely terrified. Suddenly, Raphael lands between the Foot Clan soldiers and April and whips out both sides. He gives her the Foot Soldiers a grand in darkness. I want them found. I want them brought to me. We see shots of Mikey and Donatello walking the sewers, Don with his bow staff resting on his shoulder. <laughs> They cannot hide from us. A group of Foot Clan soldiers walk through the sewers with their rifles trained forward. I will exterminate them. Every. Last. One. Finally, we see him. The Shredder. He steps out of the shadows and looks forward. He throws his arms downwards, and two blades pop out of his wrist armor. Darkness. Darkness. And we get our montage here. From what I can remember, we see Raphael chasing what I'm pretty sure is Karai on a rooftop. Will Arnett's character grinning at April inside her office. The turtle van, Baxter Stockman, pre-mutation. Leo dueling foot-shoulders in the middle of some high-tech room. A motorcycle landing on top of a semi-truck in the middle of a snowy forest during the chase. And the turtle's capture from the set video was released back in August. There's more, I just can't remember. Heroes in a half-shell. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Summer.
4: <laughs> Alright, everyone. So that was the TMNT trailer. I hope you enjoyed that. We were dead wrong. What's up? we were so wrong. Yeah, we were we were really wrong, but it was, it was still a lot of fun. Yeah, it was. It
7: was better, better than I could have ever imagined. Yeah.
4: <laughs> I really enjoyed Jeff. So uh, what the crap? Yeah, <laughs> that's right. I forgot about that. <laughs> oh yeah, you still there, Jeff? I'm still here. Okay, uh, well. <laughs> speak up, buddy. <laughs> All right, before we end the episode, we have a few things we need to announce. First, the winner of the Great Zordon Giveaway on Instagram. We're giving away a uh, autographed Zordon Power Ranger trading card by uh, David Fielding, Zordon himself. And our winner is... Yeah. Scott Hardenbrook uh, on Instagram, at Scott Hard, I think. Yeah. <laughs> Scotty <laughs> Hard. Maybe maybe think about changing your name uh, on Instagram, Scott. <laughs> <laughs> but congratulations nonetheless to you, sir. The, the contest didn't do quite as well as I hoped, so mm-hmm. I think I did something wrong there. But we did have some entries, and... Yeah. Uh, yeah, so maybe, uh, when we do another one, hopefully I'll uh, <laughs> I'll learn how to do that a little bit better. <laughs> uh, another big announcement we have for everybody is that uh, Candare starting next week.
5: Yeah, I believe it's going to be posted started next week.
4: We are joining the Wizard World Con Radio Network. We are going to be a Wizard World podcast, so that's very exciting. Mm-hmm.
2: Uh, perhaps-
4: yeah, not much is going to change, I think, on our front. Um, I think when Wizard World Cons come to our area, we're going to start uh, attending those, maybe mm-hmm. doing some uh, convention things. I don't know. I don't know what we're going to be doing yet. It's but, still uh, brand new, so. Very brand new. Yeah, that fresh out of the box smell to it still.
6: <laughs> huh.
4: So, uh, yeah, that's exciting. So we'll uh, keep everyone posted on uh, you know what exactly that entails as we go along. And... Um, Before we go really quick, there is one thing I just want to leave all of our listeners with. Uh, We've had a lot of uh, guests on the show in the past, uh, what, two years it's been now. A lot of celeb guests, one of which uh, was just amazing to talk to, Yvonne Craig, who played Batgirl in uh, Batman uh, 66. Uh, We had her on last Christmas, last December. Yes. And I got to talk to her for about an hour and a half. Something like that oh, It was a heck of a lot of fun But uh, it was we had asked her about Star Trek And she told a very funny story About being on set with Leonard, <laughs> me and Moy uh, I thought that since uh, We've lost both of them in the past year It would be, uh, be a good thing to play At the end of the episode mm-hmm. So uh, stick around for that When we're all finished up here um, you have anything else, Jack? Gone radio. Gone radio. Ooh, yes. <laughs> Hurrah! I wish we had poppers and streamers. Yeah. And we followers. could edit them in. There you go. You hear that? The power of it. That was us.
6: What in the I
4: love it. It took me, by, it took me by surprise, second. <laughs> what is? That? What are they doing? They're <laughs> oohing and on in perfect harmony. <laughs>
5: yeah.
4: Awesome. All right, so I guess that's going to do it for this week. So until next time, I am Jeremy Collie. And I'm Jack Doherty.
1: I'm Jeff Olsen. Oh, shit.
7: <laughs>
0: <laughs>
7: Miguel stepped all over Jeff.
2: I'm sorry, Jeff.
5: We sorry, step mom. on him all the time. <laughs>
7: <laughs> now I'm Susie Diaz.
4: I'm Miguel Guerra and we'll talk to everyone next week. Thanks so much for listening. Bye. He <laughs> <laughs> doesn't say shit for an hour and
6: then bye. <laughs> <laughs>
4: So what was the uh, rest of the cast on that show, on Star Trek, like to work with, like uh, Leonard Nimoy and William Shatner?
3: Leonard Nimoy is one of the funniest men I know. (laughs) Is he? He was was wonderful. Um, They had shaved my eyebrows off. You know, it's 530 in the morning, and your eyes are closed, and they're making you green, or they're hoping it'll stay, and all of this stuff. And they're putting on your makeup, so you just close your eyes, and there you are. So when I went home at night and saw that they had shaved my eyebrows, so they just had two little tufts, I thought, you know, they, they should have blocked it with mortician's wax because they could have done that. I don't have bushy eyebrows. So the next day I'm talking to Steve Einat, who was a friend of mine, and I said to him, I am so angry that they shaved my eyebrows. I said, you know, if if my eyebrows don't go back, I'm going, I'm seriously thinking of suing them. I'm just really angry about this. And so Leonard Saunters over, and he said, Ivan, I couldn't help but overhear what you were saying, and, and just let me reassure you that, you know, before I started this, I went to see a dermatologist. And Because they, they did make his eyebrows shaved. And he right. went to see a dermatologist, and he assured me that anybody who can grow a beard can grow their eyebrows back. And with that, he turned and left. <laughs>
6: <laughs> oh, 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 oh. <laughs> Boy,
4: he's got some nerve, huh? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh,
3: wow. So I thought he had a great sense of humor. He really did.
4: That's awesome. Yeah. He, he yeah. seems like he'd be a really nice guy. He he
3: was, and he and he um, he's a wonderful. Uh, he's uh, he writes poetry, and he's a wonderful uh, collector of art. Is he? Um, I've been really fortunate in in not now. I haven't seen his collection, but I do know that he you know supports art and and has collected, and so too did um, Caesar. Uh, no, uh, Vincent Price, on uh, the Batman.
6: Oh and, wow! Yes. And,
3: yeah, yeah. He had a wonderful art collection. And he had studied to i guess had studied to be a fine artist. um I know he painted because he and a group of actors used to go on tour and they would go to motels where you know really ugly paintings are, and they would overpaint them and oh, then really? leave them. yeah <laughs> and <laughs> and he wrote about it one time and said. Well, I got into this motel and I thought I had my work cut. No, somebody's been here ahead of me and done it. Wow! (laughs) Yeah, yeah. So anyway, I had
4: no idea. I had no idea he was a art connoisseur. Hmm.
3: Yeah, yeah, yeah. His daughter wrote a wonderful biography of him. Really. Yeah, and uh, I just finished reading it, and I mailed it back to the guy that had loaned it to me. It was just terrific. It just told you everything about him from the time he was, you know, from the time he started.
7: Smart. And
3: uh, and he was around a lot. I mean, he was a matinee idol in a movie called Laura. Do you remember that movie? I do no, not. Really You guys are too young. <laughs> 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 no, I barely remember it because it was, you know, it was a long time ago. But um, but he, you know, he was quite nice looking and and uh, a matinee idol.
6: Wow. How yeah. cool. Yeah,
3: yeah, yeah. This is Charlie Bill Shipwell speaking to you. I'm giving the cando podcast for this week two wet kisses and... Uh shaking a rear end as we
5: review do. So listen up and listen more. Lose the zero and get with the hero. It's time for us, Dave. If you
4: were a superhero, what one power would you want to have? I'm
1: gonna cheat here, Jeremy. I want to um, I want to okay. be able to fly. And I want to be able to have uh, Spider Man's uh, wrist web shooter. Psh, you know what I mean? You, yeah.
4: You could just fly overhead and shoot down and grab yep. somebody.
1: Well, if somebody had a gun on you. You can just go and mm-hmm. shoot your web, and they're in there. They're trapped. And then I can fly <laughs> off and get the next guy up the next level. Psh, and then that web just.
4: Psh. You know, though, the web was never a superpower he invented that that was just like a bracelet thing he made
3: well then so I get... you could
4: have it you could just have the one power and still have the web suit yes! see <laughs> win-win
0: <laughs>
4: win-win
0: chicken dinner this has been asked
2: dave if you have a question that you would like to ask dave send them to
0: canairpodcast at gmail.com or tweet them to canairpod. thank you bitches And find
4: my dad. Hang on there, little Jimmy.
0: Hey, it's Alpine.
4: While you're waiting on your negligent parents to find you, why don't you pull out your mobile device and get on
0: candampodcast.com? Shoot, it may even help you find you. Well, that makes no sense. Hey, <laughs> what are you doing near my son? Time to split.
6: G.I. Joe!